Today, we are going to be talking about the pilot of the new Star Trek Discovery show, The Tick, and Manhunt Unabomber. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. My name is Matt Hay, and with me I have... Joel Cunningham. Hey, Joel Cunningham. How are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm awesome. Yeah. A little tired? I took a, I took a nap that turned up to be... Turned up. <laughs> I took a turned up nap, Matt. It got turned up. Uh, I took a nap that turned out to be a little longer than a nap. What is that between like a full on sleep session and like a nap? Is it's there a, a term for that? It's a mini coma. A mini coma. Yeah. I was in a mini coma yep. earlier today and I woke up from it. I think allergies have been impacting me. Sounds about right. You, I have a sore neck and a sore leg and I'm getting old and yeah. I don't like this, Matt. You're like 64 Stop. now. It's okay. Stop. Uh, yeah. It's if you take good. my age and multiply it by two, I'm literally 64. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> Fun times. Yeah. Well, uh, this is our tube talk segment where uh, we actually cover a bunch of the stuff happening in the world of TV. We've had some yeah. premieres recently. We've got a bunch more coming up. Yeah, lots, stu- lots of stuff uh, coming up here in the next uh, few uh-huh. weeks. We've got a couple of new ones already that we're going to talk Robot. about. Uh, they, did, I told you about that, right? They did that really cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like can, a yeah, game. You can, you can go and uh, like play a game. You can enter their Commodore. There's like a Commodore 64 thing yeah, that they yeah, send yeah. you. Which you, you showed me that. Like it's pretty cool. In. Yeah, it's really neat. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, real quick, why don't you just tell all the lovely people how they get connected with us? Well, there's a number of lovely ways for our lovely listeners to get connected. I think uh, some of the best ways are Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Real Review Media. And then you can also check out our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. Get signed up for the newsletter. And then additionally, we have Twitter and Instagram, the Insta, which is both at Real Review Media. And then, uh, as always, we love to hear from you, our listeners. We love to hear about television shows and your thoughts on the shows that we're talking about and films and everything. So uh, definitely email us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. True Love to hear some of that. Story. True story. Not all of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, a couple things here. So, we actually both got to watch one of the new shows that premiered over the last week and a half or so. Yep. And um, we want to talk about it today. And we haven't actually talked about this yet. We're kind of saving our thoughts about it a little bit right now. So, um, and that that show that we both watched, I want to talk about first, is Star Trek Discovery. Um, So, let me break it down for you real quick. Ten years before Kirk, Spock, and the Enterprise, the USS Discovery discovers new worlds and life forms as one Starfleet officer learns to understand all things alien. Uh, created by Brian Fuller. <laughs> Does it actually say that? Yeah, all things alien. Yep. <laughs> one thing t- I've one thing I found is that IMDb synopsis are never actually fully correct. Right. That they're they're not, off somehow. It's the, um, the, we're discovering all things alien here on <laughs> right. Star Trek. So uh, it stars uh, Sneakwin Martin Green, who we know as Sasha from The Walking yes. Dead. Uh, literally died to join this cast. Right, right, right. Jason <laughs> Isaacs, Doug Jones, who I'm actually really pumped to see Doug Jones because he's only ever like weird alien creatures and he still is. Yes. <laughs> but I'm excited to see him actually doing stuff because I haven't seen him well. Yeah. Uh, Shazad Latif, Anthony Rapp, Michelle Young. Well, you saw uh, him in the you Kenneth saw him in the Mitchell, pilot. 
right? And what? Doug Jones. You saw him in the pilot. He was that. Yeah, weird yeah, yeah. no, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. seen him in any other like gotcha. shows, r- movies recently. Gotcha. At least that I've seen. Um, yeah, a number of other people. Um, and even Rain Wilson and is is in it. I haven't seen him yet. But <laughs> no, I love his name though. Harry Mud. Harry Mud. <laughs> so um, not just mud. It's Harry Mud. Yeah. So, anyways, this just my overall thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um. It's. I felt okay. I just watched a pilot. I felt okay about it. Yeah. It, I felt like um, uh, Sonequa. Is that how you say her name? Is it Sonequa? I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like she did a great job. I actually liked up until the end. I liked the her captain better uh, by played by Yon. Yeah. I, oh, oh, sorry, Michelle Yeoh, and um, I I liked her the most. Um, but Sonequa, I, I liked, and there was a point at the end where I even said it in my head. I was like, oh, she's kind of pulling like a Jack Bowerwood on a 24, which means mm-hmm. she's, you know, in, in order to save or for the greater good, I'm going to go do something that might be somewhat, you know, mean yeah. or terrible to people I know and care about, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, it's kind of Jack Bauer-ish, but the show in, in itself, you're just trying to get used to this world environment, uh, this universe, I guess. And I just felt okay about it. I felt like it was lacking something. Maybe I'll get a little bit more out of it. Um, they spent a lot of time with the Klingons. Yeah, I love this image. Look at that. It's just the two Klingons going, ha! Right, right. <laughs> so the, there's a lot of time spent with the Klingons. And I get yeah. it because um, they kind of set it up at a cliffhanger at the end of the first one. Right. So I've seen the first two episodes. Oh, okay. Because there's two out now. Um, yeah. The pilot, I, this is what I would really say about these first couple episodes is it's it's a setup... So, one, they're doing something that's a little bit different with this series is in most Star Treks, each episode is very individual. Self-contained. Yeah, it's a very self-contained episode that, yeah, the the relationships kind of move forward maybe a little bit. There might be minor character shifts and changes, but for the most part, each episode sort of has its own self-contained story. And they might have like a two-part episode every once in a while. It's like a big deal. Right, right. This story is serialized in the sense that it is ongoing. Right. Every episode ties directly into the next episode and things that happen. So it's more like a filmic type show. Okay. You know, it's more it's more like that. Well, and if you think about it too, I mean, a lot of shows that do that now these days that aren't technically serialized will have like a reoccurring theme as yeah. like their main big episodes and right. everything else is considered, you know, the single episodics as filler almost. Right. And so yeah. I, most shows, unless they're completely you know, in front of live studio audience type things nowadays, even do better job at moving, like show, moving every episode forward, even though there will be a self-contained story within it. Right. This show is not like that at all. Every episode is very much tied to the next episode yeah. and the events all move, movie forward. And I would say specifically these first two episodes, it's kind of tough that you haven't seen the second episode because these first two episodes really, from what I can tell, are the setup Yeah. for, I mean, the first two episodes you're not even on the Star Trek, like the Discovery, yeah. like which is the the ship that they they end up on is the Discovery. They're not even on it. You haven't even met your main captain for oh, gotcha. the Discovery. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like all of this. So that is, ship that they were on was not. Oh, that was the Europa, wasn't right. it? Right. Okay, so the okay. whole thing is an extended sort of pre-story ah. that introduces you to Sinequa and the events that transpire to get her where she's at and where the Empire is at. Yeah. That Empire. being said, yeah, it sorry, the, yeah, sorry, the, the whatever the, the uh, federation, federation, whatever. yeah, I'm not a big Star Trek guy. So <laughs> I, I will just say that now, but I'm not anti Trek. I'm yeah. not like an anti Trek. I just haven't watched a ton of yeah. it. I've watched a few of the movies, um, most of the original films, but 
so the 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 thing that kind of I didn't like about it at the same time was I really felt like they spent too much time setting up the world and the universe and the stories. Like you said, they spent a ton of time with the Klingons and there's stuff that happens in the second episode. So the second episode is where most of the action happens. It's where the big fights break okay, out. It's okay. where the battle between the Klingons and the Federation really takes place. It's where people start dying. Right. Um, so the first episode is set up for the second episode and then the first okay. and the second are set up for the series as a whole. Which is interesting because I only think there's like 15 episodes this whole season. Right. Yeah. And I, I was very surprised that they played it that way. And I think it really did. I think... That was one of the main problems I had. It felt kind of slow. The pacing of it just felt a little like, okay, like what now? Where are we going? Like what? And I didn't need that much time to get into Sonequa's character. I I think I got her character within right. the first couple seconds. Um, you know, she's kind of like the t- tougher than nails girl that right. will do what it takes to get things done. Right. Um, but have, because she faced some With a low loss, fail rate or right, whatever, yeah. you know, um, that's her who she is, and she's just gonna. She's like, you know, she's separated herself. And the thing that I didn't like as well was it. I think one of the things that was so great about most of the original Star Trek shows is that they had strong characterization. Yeah. And each of the characters felt very distinct, and it was more of a character driven show i mean when you think of some of the personalities there were you know you know spock you know the live long and prosper like straight face guy you had uh you know we've got to have more power like you know you've got the scott scotty like bones you've got all these characters that are characterizations in a sense check off right yeah but because of the way they interacted with each other that's how things were transpired and took place on the ship and throughout the course of the story this film is because it's much more story driven yeah there isn't that sense the people are more real in a yeah. way, but I didn't necessarily want that out of a Star Trek. You right. know what I mean? I kind of like almost that campiness that comes with a Star Trek sure, type property. Sure. I understand why they shifted it, but it didn't really leave okay. me feeling like I was getting a ton from the characters in the show. You know, and the only character you really get a strong sense of backstory at this point um, is Sonequa yeah. as well as Michelle, but because of events in the second episode, which I won't talk about. Spoilers, though, she's not going to be anywhere else in the rest of the show except for maybe a few minor times. You okay. might see her here and there for, like, things. So we do ruin things in this yeah. in Tube Talk, so yeah. I'm not really concerned about spoilers. Just so you guys know, we do spoil things in yeah. Tube Talk. Um, the one thing that I would say is... it. The one thing that bothered me about the first episode is how quickly she went from, like, this genetic mutation burn to, like, being completely healed. Yeah. Like I was like, it was like one scene to the next. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm all better now. I yeah. was like, wait, didn't she just get like, okay, that was weird. Um, Correct. Other thing is one thing I like, I love Doug Jones and what he does is uh, Saru, but he, I don't know his, if this is the direction they're going, he has this weird take where he acts almost Vulcan yeah. kind of in a way that Spock, yeah. like Zachary Quinto did yeah. in the, the newer iterations. Mm-hmm. He has that same, like, the way that he interacts, but also he's got a little bit, like, the, that quirky genius, like, hinge that Sheldon does from, yeah. like, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. It's really weird. It's a really weird he's combination. He's like that, but he, like, two. lacks confidence at times. Right. Like, at key moments. He's the, probably, out of everybody, the second most developed character as far he's as the characterization. He's got that quirkiness in right. that, that characterization yeah. that you're talking but about. But, like, a good, a, good, a good example, and I know that they're Klingon, so they're pretty much all going to be one note, but, like, every single Klingon, the only reason I can tell them a different is because of the way they slightly look. Yeah. You know, but they all pretty much have the exact same way of acting. Right. And it, it feels that way with a lot of the characters too. 
they do have maybe a different look or a different accent or something, but their personalities are pretty much all exactly the same. They all are kind of intelligent, you know, strong-willed at times, yeah. you know, want to do what's right for the Federation, but, you know, kind of characters, you yeah. know, it, there's some minor differences between them, but it's like, you need like the stupid guy and you need like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the comic the relief, brash comic relief yeah, guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> or girl, you know, like you need some of that in there mixed in to really fill out because people are different. You know, right. we, we do our podcast on the basis of who we are differently as people. Right. And so I was hoping for that and yeah. you don't, you don't get it. And you're seeing a bit of, so this one is for sure the critic ratings are higher than yeah. overall fan ratings. I mean, it's still considered like fresh yeah. on both. Yep. We've got like a 66 on Rotten Tomatoes like that, but we're also only two episodes in. Yeah. Um, this is difficult, I think, for some people to watch, which we talked about this. So CBS decided they were going to do something oh, that's right. very odd here and put this behind a paywall. Which is interesting. So you can up, only... Up the first episode you can see. So you can only watch this on CBS All Access. Right. Which is interesting because... And then after the first episode, you have to pay for that access. CBS All Access is is just CBS. Right. And their, their properties. And here's a, here's a problem with that. When you have a service like Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, they have all sorts of content from all different yeah. avenues, media, mediums and uh, channels and yeah. theaters and you know movies. And, and CBS is just CBS. So like they're banking on, oh, let's try and make some money right. just on this because this is the only thing that we have right, right. now. When well, they've been talking about that, they've been talking about a lot of the major networks because people are slowly shifting away from cable that a lot of the na- networks are going to be going towards their own paywall type system. Disney is. Disney is. Now we have CBS. So... Uh, Cartoon Network also has one of that, but gotcha. you can get access through like Dish or something like that, I think. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing them slowly move in that direction. It just, it's weird that they would do it with this one. You yeah. would think that this would be one that they would actually put on the network. Super interesting. And then maybe yeah. do like an early release thing. Like you can get it like a day early on CBS All Access or something. I don't know. But I think it's going to really cut back on the overall amount of people that are going to watch this unless they can eventually find it on like a Netflix. Do you know how much it something. costs? I don't. But I, was I will say that that was one of the positive things for the show for sure. The visuals and the cinematography were pretty much some of the best we've seen. I did feel like I some, did feel like Star Trek. I did feel like it was very J.J. Abrams. Oh, at yeah. times. I mean, they had they did better with the lens flare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't as much lens flare, but there was definitely like a blowout of a lot of the yep. lights. Um, there was a lot of uh, Dutch angles, which J.J. Abrams is kind of known for at times, yeah. and people like running by with a, you know. Yeah. But it it felt toned down yeah for, for sure. sure yeah um were you looking up costs yeah i was trying to find the cost of it i couldn't find it but um yeah well, but i so overall my sense is like okay i mean it, yeah, it didn't I, do anything much for me the story i don't really because it was so driven around sonequa's character and everything that she's been through and so driven around the klingons i really don't know yeah. anything about i mean we've seen so much star trek but like the universe as it is right now you know, the political status, the the rest of the characters, the driving forces behind any of the other characters for the mm-hmm. most part. So, I don't know. I'm not, there yeah. There wasn't a lot left for me to really look forward to in coming episodes except for the really cool visuals and the good action. Yeah. The times. visuals were pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, there was a scene at the very beginning with like this alien planet, desert planet, <laughs> like Jakku yeah. that they were walking Which on. I thought that was kind of stupid though. The whole like that they formed. Right. The, so like, the symbol. When, yeah. Um, Since when did, the, when did they ever look out the windows of their sh- ships and go, oh, look at that. I mean, they ended up doing that, but 
I don't know. So the big thing with that is they had these aliens that were on that planet. I yeah. thought that looked really good. That was yeah. a CG alien. I was like, that's pretty good looking yeah. CG. Which they were pointless to be there though, because you never right. see they they like set that up as almost like this action thing that they were gonna right. have to fight them, but they do, yeah. they don't really fight at all. So, so. um anyways, that that kind of I guess if I were to rate it, it was okay. So I would yeah. just give it like a 71 is okay. maybe what I would give it. I would say because of the second episode being what it was, mm. I would definitely encourage you if you get a chance yeah, to check yeah, out yeah. that second episode. That I, I think if you put the two together as one, yeah. it's much better. Okay. Um, I would give it a B minus. All right. Okay. Um, I will keep watching at the moment to find out how things change when they bring in Jason Isaacs, who's like the captain of the discovery. And I think we get a sense of like the real cast that's going to move forward. Um, so, and I like to give most shows like at least three episodes. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to keep watching for that reason, cool. but I wish they'd done a bit more. Yeah. Next episode airs Sunday, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, very cool. All right. So moving on to this next show is, is not a show that you've had a chance to watch, but surprise, right. But it's, it's a show that I decided to check out, um, uh, because of the reviews that I've been hearing about it. Yeah. I do want to check it out. I am very interested. They okay. had this all over the place at Comic-Con this year. Right. So what, what I'm talking about is The Tick. Um, now, The Tick, we've seen some different iterations. There's an animated series. There's another one with Patrick Warburton. Mm-hmm. And I really love Patrick Warburton. I never watched a show. never right. watched that show. Um, but uh, this go-around, it's a little bit different. It's getting great reviews. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what it was all about. So it's on Amazon Prime. And uh, here's a synopsis. So in a world where superheroes have been real for decades... On account with no superpowers, comes to realize that his city is owned by a supervillain. As he struggles to uncover the conspiracy, he falls in league with a strange blue superhero. Yeah, uh, created by uh, Ben Udlin's stars. It's kind of like I mean, it's almost like Kickass. It's almost like uh, The Incredibles. Right. But in a more tongue-in-cheek kind of sitcommy. Yeah, it's kind of way. And I'll talk about that in a second. Kind of, I have some like conflicting feelings about it. The uh, it stars uh, Peter Serafinowitz. Serafinowitz. Nice. Um, Nailed it. Yeah, who actually I think does a really good job. Think Griffin Newman, Valerie Serafinowitz. Okay, and then Valerie <laughs> Curry. Um, so, first of all, Valerie Curry. I've never. I don't. I don't know if I recognize her for not. She plays Dot. Um, in the show, she looks like a really young Naomi Watts. Really, it's really interesting. She's huh. good. Anyways, so, uh, what's really interesting about the show it's it's it kind of starts off almost with this like like satirical element to it um where it's like you know we're in a world of superheroes and there's a superhero there's some funny lines thrown out there and she but then it, like Naomi Watts. but yeah. the, at the same time hmm. what happens is there's almost this like dramatic backstory playing that's kind of serious with like the main character yeah and his name's arthur and and then they throw in these little like comedy bits and like like just this outrageousness that the tick provides, and it <laughs> and it it doesn't blend well yet to me. And I watched the first two episodes, and there's moments where I've kind of chuckled a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time getting that balance and making it feel like it's a cohesive show. And I'm and I'm right now maybe I have to give it more time. And I probably will, but because the episodes are only like 26 minutes long, and I I, I feel like. Maybe I just need to watch more in order to finally grasp what everybody's really liking about it. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. P- 
Peter, whatever his last name is, Sarah Fenowitz. He, as the tick, is really good. Just kind of this real brazen. I don't care who's around me. I'm a superhero. I'm here to stop you, evildoers. And like you know, that's how he talks. And that's been um, that's been his character. So he is the brash, kind of uh, headstrong, doofusy, but lovable. Right, of, he's like a giant teddy bear, but also a guy that fights for justice and truth. So they, you they, know, they kind of resolve this in the first two episodes, kind of, not all the way, mm-hmm. but they almost play like this mind game with you, where this the main guy's been traumatized <laughs> so badly. Basically, his like Arthur, <laughs> yeah, Arthur. So as a yeah. kid, I'll kind of break this down. <laughs> so as a kid, they show this in the first episode. He is eating lunch or ice cream with his dad yeah. at some place. And he like really loves his dad. And he really loves the, oh, I forget what they call him. It's like the something five. And they're like superheroes gotcha. that like battle evil. And they're like in the, the ship. And fighting gonna, force five yeah, or yeah, something. something. Yeah. And he's got like this toy ship. And he's like, yeah. He's like, one day I'm going to be a superhero just like these guys. And he's like, that's great, son, whatever. So the dad walks across the street to go put more money in the meter. And then the, their ship, their actual ship, comes down and lands and kills his dad. Oh, <laughs> and, oh. and then the guy who does it, his name is like the Terror, is the bad guy. Who's, yeah. Um, and he, he comes down. He's actually played by Jackie Early, Jackie Earl Haley, who's yeah. pretty good. And he um, and he comes out and basically like like kind of mocks the kid and then like goes away. <laughs> oh. And the kid's like on the cover, that like shot of him talking to Tara with his ship on his dad in the background is like the <laughs> cover of Time magazine. Oh, that's and so And so poor so, kid like, gets like, you know. He's traumatized. Yeah, so traumatized he's having, and like, it's like lives in the, like, the, the pop culture right. world. That, so that yeah. stuff is kind of like, kind of funny in a dark way to me. Right. So the, the thing is, um, he's got these like mental issues and his sister knows that his sister's always kind of been there to back him up and, yeah. and, uh, he's, she's always like, yeah, you know, you can't, sometimes you see things that aren't there. And so the first like two episodes until the end, it's kind of basically vague. You don't know if the tick is actually there or if it's actually him just pretending to be an alter ego that he's created in his mind or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So this is the like kind of thing happening and, and I'm still not sure what the deal is with that because it's really <laughs> That's strange. Vague. I've never seen it go that direction before because the tick has always been, it's been about this blend of tongue in cheek, like superheroes right. with really ridiculous, um, like kind of satire. Right. So you know? the satire is definitely there. It's like a satire um, of superheroes in a way. And, and silly, but silly slapstick too. I will say this. The action, okay. I really do like the action, and when I say the action, I'm talking about when people fight the tick. Yeah, he basically takes out dudes and like. He's oh, he's like, great. He's, he's like, he's like, yeah. he's like, he's like, stop there, ha ha! You're weak bullets, and basically, like, he'll push a dude, and the dude that he pushes goes flying like 50 feet, like into a truck on the other side of the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, he's super and, strong. And like, and then like he'll just like wipe out dudes and like blow stuff up, yeah. and like it's it's actually comical how you, you just watch him throw people through. Yeah. Walls and stuff. Well, like, did you ever see the original cartoon? No. Okay, so like a good example. I think it was like the first episode. There's a, a bad guy named Chippendale Chairface. Okay. Who's literally a, like a human body, but his head is a chair. Okay. And it's his birthday. And so he invites all of the bad guys to, you know, his lair to premiere mm-hmm. this laser that he got for his birthday where he's going to burn, etch onto the moon his name. So okay. like make himself famous for yeah. all the time. He's going to write Chippendale or he's going to write Chairface. Yeah. On the moon. And so um, this is like the first episode. So the very beginning, 
he starts writing his name and then the tick and Arthur bust in to like break up the whole posse with American maid. Who's a hilarious character. Um, it's like the tick version, but a female. Okay. And she's, she dresses like a maid, but like an Americanized. So she's got like American flag colored headband and things. <laughs> um, so he starts writing Cheerface on the moon and he only gets through cha. Yeah. C-H-A. So the rest of the series, yeah. whenever you see the moon, it always says cha. On the side of it. <laughs> so it's like, funny. that's the kind of show that it was. Yeah. Okay. It's sounding a bit more, I don't know. It I don't sounds know. like see, it's I going a little darker in a way, a little more adult. Eh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely adult. It's a lot of language. And yeah. Um, vi- very violent too. Um, something happened. Like are there real fight scenes? Or there was is a, it? there was, okay. well, when the tick fights and then there's some dude that just showed up, I don't even know who it is at the very end of the second one. Basically, uh, took out like a bunch of thugs. Okay, we don't know who it is. Some masked vigilante guy, and they definitely used a lot of the um, what the Walking Dead uses a lot of like, like digital blood yeah. splatter that happens yeah. that you see wow. a lot of, and it was all bloody and everything. That's so interesting. I, yeah, that's so, definitely a different direction than I was yeah. expecting. Because I would always say that the Tick was always I never saw the live action, the previous live action, right? But it was always a cartoon comedy. Yeah. It was, a, I mean, it was a comedy mm-hmm. first and foremost with action, but the action was always comedic. Yeah. It was very silly kind of comedy at times. So I don't know. So, uh, overall my first two episodes, I guess if I were to, to, to rate it, I'm, I'm kind of still on the fence about it. Um, I, I probably sit in that 70 range just because I'm not so fully on board, but I want to give it some more time to, it's a quick watch. So, okay. Um, yeah. To check it out. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. So that's going to wrap up, um, that part, that, the tick the next one is something that you got a chance to check out that i didn't get a chance to check yeah. out but actually i do want to check out because i like the talent involved yes and it is manhunt uh colon unabomber right <laughs> manhunt unabomber <laughs> and it's a netflix original correct yes it is uh it's like eight episodes long right eight um, episodes each one's about a little under an hour right it's, so and, so this one surprised me it was a discovery project which was like what yeah, you're discovery looking at like the discovery, discovery channel. Yeah, discovery oh, channel. Okay. So the first time I've seen them do something of this caliber, I would say most discovery projects that I've seen before. I think they had another one that they were working on that was like okay. about Mars, about people like terraforming and moving into Mars. I might be wrong about Is that. Is that Red Planet with Val Kilmer and Carrie Ann Moss? No, okay. But similar idea, maybe. <laughs> um, but this was the that. When I started watching the show, I didn't know it was a discovery, and I saw that pop up at the very beginning. And sadly, part of me was immediately like, ah, probably not going to like uh, this. No. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so this the show is uh, this a very brief synopsis for it. Uh, an in-depth look at how the FBI profiler helped track down the Unabomber. Uh, creators are Andy Sadrosky, Jim Clement, and Tony Gitlison. Get- Telson. Um, nailed it. Yeah, I totally rocked that one right there. So uh, it stars Sam Worthington as Jim Fitz Fitzpatrick, uh, Paul Bettany as Ted Kaczynski, who's the Unabomber. Yep. Uh, Chris Noth as Don Ackerman, uh, Keisha Castle Hughes as Tabby. Jane Lynch makes a cameo as Janet Reno. Oh, okay. She does a pretty good job at it. Uh, Mark Duplass. Uh, you've got a, a pretty good. I would say the 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 biggest cast in there really are Sam Worthington, Paul Bettany, and yeah. they're kind of. They're fighting off throughout the course of this show. So the whole idea is, I don't know if you were 
aware much of everything that was going on with you. I thought you were about to say born. I'm like, no, yeah, no, that's no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you were, I know you were born, but if you were like following or aware much of the Unabomber, but I, I knew bits and pieces. I mean, I knew that there right. was this guy called the Unabomber that was mailing explosive packages to people. And I had been told by my mom probably a bazillion times, you know, if you ever get a package and you don't know who it's from, don't open it, you know, and like all this <laughs> other stuff, which I was always like, man, if why would they send us a bomb? Like, I don't want, so, I didn't know a lot about the Unabomber, though. Yeah. Um, and so I think one of the things they did really well with the show is that they told the story of the Unabomber and let you know things about him as a person, as an evil person, but as a person that you might not have otherwise known or understood or really gotten a sense. And it's it's really a dwell... They dwell into... The, it's like a breakdown of, of a person's psyche, a breakdown of a person's... Like, what would push a person? Right. Not only is it how are they going to catch this guy, you know, who's he going to kill, is, you know, Fitz going to be able to figure out the the combination of stuff because they're inventing throughout the course of trying to track down the Unibobber um, linguistic analysis as a means to not only track down who a person is, but to bring them into court and to try them and to get a warrant. And linguistical analysis prior to this was always a very... Um, it was like a an idea, a concept, but okay. they never really, as far as I know, prior to the events of the Unabomber case here, used that as a as a police means to bring in a suspect. Ah. Um, so Fitz is this guy who worked as a police officer and then gets hired as the FBI, FBI because he's very successful and good at doing linguistical analysis. Okay. And so they bring him in to do a profile of the Unabomber. So back... And again, this is why I thought this was kind of cool because I didn't I didn't know a lot of this information, but right. and a, a, a lot of it I will say I don't know how true it is as well. I didn't get a chance I haven't had a chance to do a lot of research, but they bring them in to do a profile, and the prof the importance of the profile is it gives the FBI a basis on which they're going to go off of in pursuing any person, but specifically in this case the Unabomber. Right. As he's formatting the profile, he realizes how far off they are. They they have a basic profile of who they think the guy is. And he wants to kind of start from the beginning and start over. And they're okay. pushing against that because they're saying like, look, we've had guys that have been doing profiles for years and years and years come in here and do these. And you're a brand new guy. We're not going to give you staff. We're not going to give you time. We need to just write a, a write-up of the profile so we have something to give to Janet Reno. Because at this point, the case had already been going on for you know over a decade. Yeah, They've been pursuing the Unabomber because the whole – and this kind of comes out over the course of it. You get a sense of not only like the history a bit of the Unabomber – where he came from and a bit of why, because he was probably always a little bit abnormal mentally, yeah, 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 but yeah. there was definitely things that happened over the course of it that probably pushed him in a really tough direction. Sure. Um, but you get a, you get kind of a, I forget where I was going with that, Matt, but um, <laughs> I, I, I totally okay. just, I jumped off and then I was trying to jump back on and I totally forgot where I jumped off on, onto. But um, you do get a really interesting, I don't want to say cool, but it's like, it's an interesting breakdown of, his mental state and then Fitz trying to formulate this profile or this idea of who he is. Right. And then kind of how that gets formatted through linguistical analysis. That's and cool. it, it's, it's, so it's, it's just a really interesting show. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Because you know, yeah, I mean, I knew about the Unabomber, I knew about the capture and the trial and everything like that, but I didn't know the details of it. Right. And again, I don't know how much is true and how much is, you know, made for this. For but, like Hollywood elaboration. Right. But yeah. the other thing I would say, cinematography on this is amazing. Really? Yeah. Really good cinematography. Cool. I mean, there was four or five shots that I was just like, wow, that is really impressive. I mean, 
there's this because there's this idea over the course of the show that fits in order to catch the human bomber in order to catch Ted Kaczynski is trying to get into his mind. He's trying to get into whatever state this guy's in because he's trying to form a profile to understand him, to figure out how that would lead him into mm-hmm. to figuring out who the guy is. And there's like a shot where he's starting to put down, he realizes that you shouldn't just think about the things that he is. You should think about the things that he isn't. Right. You know, the things that he doesn't talk about or the things that are not written there as he's doing this like linguistical uh, analysis. And so he writes down like all these things on the board and it's just a shot of like him being at the center of all the things on the board in this open space that he's saying like that's Ted Kaczynski in the center. Yeah. And the way that the shot kind of like comes out, like the way that it just moves backward. Right. He's like in the center of the board and this is empty space where he kind of fills. And so it's showing you that like he's kind of putting himself in that mindset at the same time as he's sort of slowly slipping into Ted Kaczynski's mindset. Yeah. And so it's just, like I was like, whoa, that's really cool. And there's like a bunch of shots like that that are just really impactful it's and awesome. interesting. And uh, the way it plays out is good too. They did it really well where they kind of, they jump forward, they jump back. They tell like they kind of, they start in the future and then they jump to the past showing the trial or showing the him doing this whole linguistical analysis. And then they jump way into the past to tell you about Ted Kinsey when he was a kid. And so it's it's just, it's really cool how they play with the timeline as that's well. That's crazy. Um, so here's my biggest question is, um, I always thought Sam Worthington kind of shined in mm-hmm. the uh, supporting role yeah. more so than the main role, but he seems to be the main role in this. Yeah. Uh, how, and how does yeah, he do? Yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah. Again, I think Ted Gazinski's character probably has Paul almost Benny. yeah almost has as much screen time. Sure. As he does, he's definitely one of the leads. Sam, I guess he yeah, is the lead. Sam is the lead. Yeah. Or a lead. He is kind of the vehicle through which you enter. Yeah. Through the story and go into the story, which uh, through which. And I think he is very effective at that. Okay. He plays in this a very, because, I don't know, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but sure. he, because I think it's worthy, worth checking, checking out. And yeah, 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 time, but yeah. He plays an odd person. Okay. And he fits that odd personage very well. Okay. And you get a sense of sort of who he is throughout the story very strongly. And at first I didn't really get it. Yeah. But then the more that I watched, the more I realized Wow, that is very real. That is yeah. very honest and relatable as to how a person like that would most likely right. Um, because he's a he's there's insecurities and there's pride that's mixed up in who he is at the same time as he's trying to <laughs> kind of invent this brand mm-hmm. new idea of linguistical analysis and bring that in an organization where there is a lot of ego and right. there's a lot of pride and red tape, and then at the same time he starts to understand and see a lot of the points that Ted Kaczynski's kind of making yeah, because of just who he is. And right. so it's just, it's a, it's a tight rope to walk. And I think he, he walked it very well. Oh, cool. Very interestingly. Very cool. So I don't want to say too much more, Okay, um, but yeah. I give this one uh, an A. That's awesome. So, yeah. I, yeah. I want to check it out. I'm interested in it. Yeah. It's only eight episodes. Um, I don't know if they did the whole manhunt, colon Unabomber thing because they're going to do like a manhunt colon something, something else like yeah. an anthology something. right um, I haven't seen anything about okay. that yet this is a very new series I think it just aired it just finished airing like earlier this month or last month right and so um, yes yeah, so it's brand new so maybe cool. the success of this it's getting very good ratings yeah a lot of people really like it I would definitely encourage all the listeners check it out cool I think you'll like it yeah, yeah. if you like sort of those you know criminal ongoing but not like you know individual episodes right. like you like sort of ongoing stories this is this is a good one to check nice. out nice good yeah. to hear well cool 
Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'll check it out. And that's going to actually wrap it up for uh, today's episode wrap, of Tube wrap, Talk. Wrap it up. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, and uh, I guess, I don't know, is there, is there anything else you want to add to what we have going on? I mean, other than other than you can reach us on our social media, Facebook. Yeah, I will say this too. Last thing, I meant to mention this about the man on Unabomber. I think the one thing I wish they didn't do, I felt like they almost tried to make you feel bad for the Unabomber. Oh, really? And I felt like that tried was a bit- Tried to manipulate that way. Yeah, because I mean, they, they, they're almost like, oh, look at this horrible stuff. That, and it right. just didn't feel warranted. But that's it. I got but, you. But yeah, I mean, definitely connect to us yeah. on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. at Ruler I was just thinking media. about it. I was like, what did I forget? I felt like I forgot to, to say something. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, realreviewmedia.com uh, realreviewmedia at gmail.com for email yeah connect with us let us know what's up if you've seen any of those shows um, or if you're really into the tick or Star Trek Discovery because I wasn't fully on board either of those but it's just yeah um, it's yeah. all good yeah alright yeah. anything else you can think of nope cool well it's been real it's been real <laughs>